Welcome to Heart to Heart Conversations, the podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Etzel, and together we'll get out of our heads and into our hearts. These deep and meaningful conversations are meant to crack open our hearts, expand our worldview, and cultivate compassion. I truly believe world peace and unity of all people is possible, and it all starts with a heart-to-heart conversation. Welcome back to Heart-to-Heart Conversations. Guys, I was just telling Trisha before we pressed record, I'm on a roll. Yesterday, I recorded with Michael McPherson, and we talked about sex, and today, here I am with Trisha, and we're talking about money. We are just going straight for the taboo topics. <laughs> so yeah, straight. having it all. Oh, having it all, all of it. So thank you, Trisha, for joining us. And gosh, I mean, I have just seen you step into this role as a financial coach, and it's so beautiful to watch. And I would love to, for those people who are listening in and maybe don't know kind of the background of what drove you to become a financial coach, I would love for you to share that with us. Absolutely. And thank you for having me here. This is awesome. And um, anyway, so a little about me. Um, My journey started probably 18 to 25 in that area. Um, I was, I went from a forestry major, a firefighter, an EMT, and and, um, yeah, in a relationship of five years with, um, I mean, just a really great guy. Um, however, like we decided we were going to, we went to the same college, so we're just going to move in together. We've been dating for over a year and it just felt right. So we had like a, a little conversation about money, um, of mostly like, how are we going to handle these finances? And we decided that we were going to open a joint account and it just use like, keep our separate accounts open and use our personal stuff as our personal stuff, and then just contribute like half the rent, half the utilities, half the internet, things like that. And um, as I was going along, I started to notice that um, he started depositing his entire check into the account, which is fine, but it wasn't fine when things started bouncing. Oh dear. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so time and time again, I just felt like I was catching up consistently. Like every time I thought, yes, I'm ahead. Um, something would happen and he would go to the ATM, see the available balance. And this was, this was a long time ago. This is when I wrote checks. So (laughs) I would see like the check hadn't gone through yet with the landlord And he would go to the ATM and say like, oh, great, we have $600. I'm going to pull out 400. And then the rent check would then bounce. (gasps) So this was all like happening behind the scenes. You had no idea. No, and I had a slight idea. um, And I kept trying to have conversations like, okay, let's let's really budget. Um, And we were both working part-time and going to school full-time. And... He, um, you know, there was a lot of blame and, you know, it's your fault, it's your fault. And, you know, not the most empowering conversations went Mm on. (laughs) And, but time and time again, I would have to go from borrowing money from like my best friend to just be able to cover my rent 
um, you know, trying to get more hours at work. Um, and then like the next month having to borrow money from my parents, um, you know, and he, but he didn't want to go to his parents. He was a bit ashamed for it. And so I just felt stuck and stuck and stuck. Um, but the real thing happened when I was planning a trip to Hawaii and I was so excited. My friends and I were all going to go. And this was my first like vacation since I was, I would say 18. And that's I big. was that's huge. 21 at the time. Yeah. And <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I have this credit card that I've never used and it had a $20,000 limit on it. So oh, yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Um, unfortunately during my time, like if you were going to college, you were like a prime, like, yeah, we'll give you all the money because you're going to have this career and be able to pay it back. Well, that's what uh, happens is they target, really they target young folks. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of regulations where that doesn't happen as much now. Um, but we'll get into that later, <laughs> but um, so yes, $20,000 limit. And I call in to like book my flight and they said, I'm sorry, your card's not working. And I'm like, oh, it must be a misunderstanding because I never use this card. <laughs> so I call the credit card company and that little automated thing came on and it was like, you are maxed. You have an available balance of like $2. And you have a last payment and like the, I don't remember the exact payment, but I remember as like a college student going <laughs> jaw drop. Like <laughs> what am I even going to do? And <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I was in a bit of a panic there and I thought, you know, someone stole my card. Um, what happened? And then I started listening to the transactions and it was Les Schwab tires, Applebee's. And I'm just immediately like, wait, my boyfriend just got brand new tires on his vehicle. He took me to Applebee's last <laughs> night and said it was his treat. Oh no, you're putting all of it together. <laughs> yes. And like, I, oh my gosh, breakdown time is an understatement. Of what am I going to do? You know, I'm working part-time, going to school full-time. Like, how am I? I can barely pay my rent, let alone, like, have enough money to pay this off. Um, and I, you know, confronted him, and he said, well, you know, we are going to get married. This is ours. And I later found out that he didn't use his account because he overdrafted it so bad he was in check systems. And yikes! Yeah, his credit was basically shot, so he used mine, and <laughs> it led to um, my credit not doing well. Because in order for me not to find out, because I mean, it could take some time to get up to twenty thousand dollars. Oh, with just like eating out, going to the bars, things like that. Like that was literally what the money was spent on is like food and bars. And tires. And tires. A good <laughs> chunk of money. Don't but, forget you know. about the tires. Um, it is, but not 20000 <laughs> Right. <laughs> Anyways, um, I know, like, he eventually told me that he was hiding the bill because he thought I would be mad. And what that ended up doing was I had so many, like, over 30-day, over 90-day failure to pay 
it destroyed what credit I did have. And again, this is before the time of like the wonderful alerts, the emails of like weird transactions on your account. You owe this much, your statement's ready. Like I didn't have any of that at that time. I'm 38 if you want to know, but (laughs) it was was insane. Um, So the only thing I had to realize was paper statements and that was, he would run to the mail and hide it from me so I wouldn't find out. So um, here I was, I stayed in that relationship for an additional two years. I was terrified. I was terrified that I would have to pay this off myself. Like, how could I do that? Like, I couldn't even do that now, let alone, you know, by myself because he was helping me with the payments. Helping. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With our payments. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it led to like a stuck feeling and honestly depression in a way. Like I felt completely hopeless, lost. Um, It got to the point where I would see, okay, well, I had an available balance of $500 and I'm going to use that money for groceries. I'm going to use that money to go shopping. I have $500 and I have to pay it back. It just was such a lost feeling because I was so deep in for the income that I was making that I just didn't ever see a way out. And I get that this is common nowadays with so much debt, especially when you're, you know, in school. And I mean, I know I graduated with $70,000 in debt and it's just like, how am I going to pay this off? Like, and you almost commit to like, okay, this is just the payments I'll be making forever. Mm. And that's just what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, my final point was, um, I was sitting in front of the mirror and I was opening, I ironically sitting in front of the mirror and I was opening up all of my mail and I got to my bank statement and it was negative $637. And I just cried. Um, I looked in the mirror and I just, I didn't even recognize myself anymore. Like where was this confident woman who is just independent and strong? Like, where did she go? Because she's not the person I'm looking at right now. So I then said, I committed to myself at that moment. And I said, here's the thing. If I'm going to do this. I'm just going to break up with him because this is not the life I want. And I have no idea what's in store for me. I have no idea what is going to happen. None. But staying with the probable, almost certain future was worse than what could be. So I didn't have a plan. I um, ended things. I quit school. I was like two classes away from a forestry degree. And my brother um, said, like, why don't you just move with me? He was living in San Francisco at the time in a one-bedroom apartment. Bless his heart. (laughs) I know. Like, brother to the rescue. Um, So he's like, just just try it. Just move it. Like, move here, and we can figure it out. Like, you're going to be okay. I have so much faith in who you are. And so I did. I quit my job. And I, with $800 in my pocket, I moved to San Francisco and I moved into his walk-in closet. (laughs) I lived in the (laughs) closet for eight months. 
Wow. Was, yeah, I fit a full-size bed in there and my clothes. So, I mean, it was a substantial closet. Girl, <laughs> you are resourceful. I look at you and I'm like, the things that, yeah, like that you've overcome in your life. And I, it's no wonder that now you're a world traveler. And that's how I see you is because, yeah, I mean, you've, you, <laughs> you went and, moved with, and lived with your brother and you know what it's like to live on, on yeah, that little amount. And so how beautiful that now you're able to experience in, in some ways luxury and experience. It's like, yeah, like you made this life for yourself, literally from the ground up. Yes, literally from the ground up and then failing again and then using my tools. Um, so in San Francisco, I um, applied everywhere. My brother told me that if I could make it in San Francisco, I can make it anywhere. And those words drove me and drove me never to give up. Like I can do this. And um, I got a call from Washington Mutual, which is no longer around. They're now Chase. Um, and I had an interview and I was just like, okay, I'm so excited. I'm going to take this interview. I didn't know anything about banking. I didn't even, I'm just like, and then I had like this whole, like, why would they hire me? My credit sucks. I don't know anything about banking, even my own finances. I have like $800 to my name. Um, but I got the job because of my personality, um, because I was just so willing to do anything that it took to make it happen. And while I was at the bank, like I learned so much. I had the amazing opportunity to um, interview people in their different positions. Like, what do you do? Like, how did you get there? Um, why do you love what you do? Um, I got to meet um, so many different clients from all walks of life and got to hear their story and how they ended up where they were. Um, I studied the products. I um, enrolled myself back into school. And this time I was uh, majoring in international business and finance. Um, so I was working full time, going to school full time. Like I had no outside life whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> let's be real yeah but hey I mean yeah like how amazing that it was it was almost like a second chance and like okay you're gonna mm -hmm. give it your all sounds like you were it, just really sponge really soaking it all up it really was and I learned you know how to start my 401k how to like now all of a sudden I was you know doing my own stocks and investments I was I had a retirement I had a savings account um, by the age of 28, I moved to San Francisco when I was 25. By the age of 28, I dropped my credit from $20,000 balance to $3,000. Um, wow. Yeah. And I just like, I was like doubling my payments. Um, I was just really focusing on my goal. And I was just so determined by the age of 30, I was going to get this paid off. And I ended up getting it paid off by 29. Doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was completely set with that. And I, the same year I graduated college and I got a promotion into wealth management and, and I got my investment licensing um, all within the two months of each other. So it was like a big year <laughs> of like all of my work, like coming together. Um, yeah, so I got to like interview some like of 
the biggest people in Silicon Valley because that's where I was at. And just learning about their drive, their passion, what they did. I helped them manage their money. Um, I learned from them about how they like managed their money. And I grew it and then just took it in for myself. Um, yeah. My ended up taking me to Seattle and I was able to, um, you know, my credit score was in the low 500s um, at 25. And then I had, I raised it up to a 750 um, and was able to buy my first home as a single woman at age 33. Heck yes. yes. Okay. Can we go there though? Because you, you keep mentioning <laughs> credit and for people who maybe are, are just like they're listening to this because they have no idea what the heck credit is, or maybe they're experiencing a huge amount of student loan and they feel like they're kind of in that valley right now, like trying to crawl somehow uh, up from what yeah. is the, the rock bottom maybe. Um, yeah, let's talk about credit and kind of like what that is. And I know you just have a heart for educating people and, and giving them resources because this stuff isn't taught. I absolutely do. And here's the thing, and you're not going to like this answer. Credit is the most confusing thing in the world. And they do it intentionally so you don't really grasp it. Um, I mean, it's so important to pay your bills on time. So when you have your credit score, right, you look at it and really look at it, get in deep with it. If there is something that you don't recognize, dispute it. Like you have the right to do that. You absolutely do. And a lot of people don't know that. They're just like, oh, I'm stuck with this thing. Mm -hmm. um, no, you can call and dispute it. Advocate you can call the company that it's with and say, prove it. Like, how, how is this? This, you know, this can't be. Um, I, what I did is I had those late payments from my ex. So I was looking at the year and as the year went by, because it takes about seven years for those to drop off your report. And each year, um, your credit score raises. If you're like paying your bills on time, if you're paying slightly more than the minimum, um, then your credit score is going to keep rising. But it, trust me, it goes down so much faster than it goes up. And <laughs> so it is a long journey. And, but it's worth it. It is so worth it. Um, so I would you know, pay that down and then watch it. And eventually it just fell off. But depending on what the debt is, it can last seven to nine years. Um, if you owe something and you've gone to collections, call them, dispute, like you can either dispute it or say, you know, can you offer me a deal? Mm. And, you know, say you owe 10,000 and then they could settle for say 5,000. Um, you can make those deals. Um, once it already hits um, on your credit, then, you know, it just says, it didn't say how much you owed. It just said failure to pay, you know, or still Ooh. owes. Um, and then once you pay it off, it says paid off. Um, credit so cards can be a little different, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm wondering when you say call them, do you mean like call the credit card company? Do you mean call Wells Fargo? No, like you're um, so you can call the bank at the bank. So what happens is, is the bank has it. And then if you default for so long, the bank basically says, okay, you've walked away and you're not going to make those payments. Um, so you can, and it's still in the bank's name. You can call them and say, you know, I would like, you know, uh, is there any way I can settle this? 
but I mean, you will have that negative like settled in your, um, your credit score. But again, that seven years, it will um, eventually roll off, but as paid. So that's really important. Um, but you can have, you can call them directly, but here's the thing, if it's past a certain amount of time, like we're human, we have this way of like wanting to avoid the things we don't wanna deal with. And in avoiding like things still exist, even though we don't wanna look at them. So <laughs> it can end up, um, the bank will sell it to a collection agency. So the bank will settle and basically get what they can get through the collection agency. And then, then you get your collection calls of people saying like with those like threatening calls and <laughs> like over and over. Oh and gosh. yes. And that's when you then have to, um, you know, organize it with them and come up in a, with an agreement to get that paid off. See, and I wish it didn't have to be this way where, you know, you have to be an advocate for yourself which I think is important. And I think it's good to learn that, but it's like, hello, they should be working for us. Like they should be yeah. doing everything in our interest to benefit us. But why it's a business. I, yeah. You know, and this is how they make their money. I mean, it's nothing against the person. It's right. just, you know, and knowing the game does help. And it's almost impossible to figure it out because like, where do you go? What do you look at? Who do you trust? Um, cause there's so much conflicting information out there that it's exhausting or can be. Yeah. And that's honestly why I do what I do because I've been there. I felt that I felt that hopelessness of like, okay, I'm just going to be paying this forever. Hmm. I just can't have the things I really want because I screwed up and I just want the world to know that that's not true that there is a way out, that you can have the things you want, and it's not an easy road, but it's possible. Beautiful. Oh, I love that transparency. I have like chills as you're saying that. Because yeah, like you said, it's, it's maybe not even gonna be easy, but it, uh, I think even from your own story, it, it's worth it. And you're here too. Like, I just love the work that you do. Like you are here to help support people on that journey. Right. Because Absolutely. we aren't, we aren't meant to do it alone. And that's so in alignment with these heart to heart conversations of, Hey, whatever you're going through, it could be a financial struggle. It could be, um, yeah, just swimming in student debt. There are people out there who are going through it now or have gone through it like yourself and are there to show you that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. You know? Absolutely. And here's the thing. I've had a lot of people kind of ashamed to ask for help. Um, I would have like an engineer come to me in like wealth management and, you know, they made a lot of money and they were really good at what they did. And, but when it came to finances, they're like, what do I do? I am lost. And then they would make, you know, excuses and things like, I'm just like, here's the thing. Like, this is what I do. This is what I love to do. And this is community. This is how we can support each other. If I know about this, like, I don't know how to design like <laughs> technology. Like if I had to do anything like that, you better believe I would be calling you up because I don't know. So yes, if you have questions about the area that I have dedicated myself to, yes, reach out, let me know, you know? we depend on each other that's what community is we can't do everything on our own mm, so good yes i'm just like preach it um because yeah 
that I'm even thinking about friends that are going to be listening to this who, I mean, we just graduated from college and they maybe are in that place that you were at, what was it, 21, um, around there and are wondering, okay, like, where do I go from here? What's next? Like, what would you say to the person who, yeah, is just has so much student debt and, you know, is trying to get by, find, finding that job. And now we're in a global pandemic. Like what, <laughs> what do you say to that person? <laughs> it's uh, I, I get it. It sounds so hopeless. Now I'm talking to someone right now who is working, who is like getting that job, um, who has an income of some sort. Um, work on like your credit score your credit report, check it, check it every time. You can get it um, from each credit bureau once per year, absolutely free. And it is so obtainable now. Um, a lot of times if you have a bank at credit card, um, I'm not gonna name any brands, but if you, know, if you have that bank credit card, they can give you access to your FICO score. So you have an idea based on the average of the credit score, um, Experian, TransUnion, where you stand. Okay, wait, hold up. I'm going to take a pause. FICO score, will you, what does that stand for? <laughs> you lost me. You know what? I don't even know off the top of my head what that okay. stands for. Um, I can get back to you with it. <laughs> Probably like federal investment, but it's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's like the average of the credit scores and what your credit score is based on that. Okay. Um, so it's just basically your credit score in a way. Um, so you can look at that absolutely free, kind of see where your debt is. Like, um, I still owe on my house. So that shows up on my FICO credit report, um, things like that. And then um, you can look and then there's even like little um, apps and things that you can download to say like, okay, if I paid off this credit card, what would my score be? If I transferred a balance to a 0%, this is what my score could be. So play with it, you know, learn about it, dive into it and see what path is going to work best for you. But really what is going to be most important is to come up with a budget. Mm. And in my experience, budget has the worst like condensation to it. I was just it say sounds that. like It's almost like, okay, go on a diet. You're like, so I can't go out with friends. Yes. I can't, like, I'm restricting myself. It's the I deprivation. Burger, like, what? Oh, you're so rude. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> I feel it's that. Like that. I know. My I, body I, was just like, you said budget, and I was like, oh, cringe. Yes, <laughs> like, I just felt I know. it. I know. Like, we have destroyed that word. Especially, like, there's so many, like, interviews where they're like, okay, let's set a budget. Stop buying coffee. I, you know, I had a friend who like, or have a friend, she's still a friend. So she like would go into the coffee shop every single day. Like it made her day. She got to know the girls that worked there. They knew what she wanted. And it was just that thing that really started her day. Like that's what she valued in life. Yeah. So to, um, to tell her to stop drinking coffee to save $1,800 a year she was like, forget you. And, you know, right. okay. Okay. Two things about that. First of all, um, I'm just like, uh, because yeah, this is top of mind. Um, 
it, for I $1,800. That's I'm like, whoa, because I'm not a coffee person. So I'm like, that's a lot. Yeah. It adds up. But then I'm like, wait, it's not just about the coffee though. Like you said, it's about the experience. Like she's filling yeah. herself up literally like, and figuratively or however you say that, you know, where it's like the community, the connection, the whatever it is for her. So yeah, yes. you can go on, but I just needed to say that. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. Like when you really love to do a pattern each day, like dissect, like what do you love about that pattern? I guarantee you it's not handing over the $7 for a latte that you love the most. It's, you know, like she said, the connection, the starting out her day to just like, like she feel, felt off if she didn't talk to those girls. And if that brings joy to you, like don't change it. However, what you can do is alter it just a bit. So say you're spending $7 on the fancy, like yummy latte, you know, mm -hmm. pumpkin spice is coming up. So what you can do instead, like a regular coffee, just get like a tall, regular, small coffee. If you need more coffee, like start making that at home. But that experience that you're after, you can still have that, but only spend $3 instead of 7 Ooh, that's good. Just a little tweak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I do with my clients when we first start a budget, I ask them, like, what do you truly want in the world? Like, what is your, like, I mean, no limits. Like, just dream big. Like, what do you truly want? And I get all kinds of answers. I get, I just want to pay off my student loan. Like, if I pay that off, my life will be great. Um, I want to buy a house. I want to buy an investment investment property. I want, um, just take a vacation with my family. You know, I get all like array of answers. And so I want you to really focus on like, do you feel like you have to do that or you should do that? Mm. Or is that what you want to do? Because that transition itself is very powerful. If you have to do something or you should do something because, you know, you shouldn't be in debt or I have to pay this off. Like that's so uninspiring. I don't know about you, but I would resent the heck out of my budget plan. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, if I were to sit down with you and talk about budgeting, I'd be like, I want to just travel the world. Like I want financial freedom. Yep. Right. And some people that it's just, that's not their desire at all. What no, would be most everyone's completely them. different. Yes. And that's what's so beautiful. just find what really moves you. Like if you're at the store, this is, this is how I say it. And this is what I did. I, um, when I moved to Mexico and followed my dream with that, um, I literally wrote down on my debit card, is this more important than Mexico? So every time I pulled out my card, I would see that message and think, no, moving out of the country is so much more important to me than this outfit that I'm about to buy, the shampoo or this like, ooh, I saw it at like the checkout line, those little jumper things. So it really gets you to think about what you really want in life because you are the manager of your money. We tend to live a life where we use our money as much as we can and then our money tells us when we're done. Hmm where we are in control of our money. We get the say of how it goes, where it goes, why it goes. And that's money management. Yeah. It's just knowing where your money is. And that's what a budget is. It's you in control of the money that you worked hard for, that you earned. 
it's a relationship. I mean, Mm -hmm. even talking with Michael yesterday about sex, like, yeah, the way we relate to sex is kind of a a window to the way we relate to life. And same thing I would say with money. It's like those big three things, money, sex, and power, right? Like, what is your relationship to money? And and I think a big part of it too is trust. Mm -hmm. Um, It really is. Yeah. And, and I think if we could, you know, adopt a more healthy relationship with money at an earlier age, like, wow, what a world we would live in, right? Like where you would be on fire. You (laughs) could literally have anything. I mean, there's like a thing called compounding interest. It is interest upon interest. And like Einstein called it like one of the most miraculous things because your money has so much grow power. So if you start just putting just the minimum, I mean, I, you don't have to have a lot of money to do investments. You don't like you can start a mutual fund for a hundred dollars a month and you can start doing trades for even less. And as your money's in there, it is growing and it's been proven that someone who um, starts in their 20s with like just a little bit of money will end up having so much more in retirement than someone who put a large amount of money in at age 40 Yeah, because of that compounded interest. So do it when you can. Start mm-hmm. early and you know, you're saving for your future. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm curious too. I mean, yeah, start at your 20s. But it's like where, unless your parents are doing that or unless someone's listening to our podcast now, how would they know or where do they turn? Because yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people who did. I graduated from college and it was like kind of being disillusioned with life and like, cool, I have all this academic knowledge, but I know nothing about credit, about buying a car, buying a house. Like I feel so, yeah. I feel like a baby in some sense. <laughs> one, you're not you are like a majority of the American population. We don't teach money in school. We, you're taught like to get a job, um, to get skill sets, um, things in that area. And you're not taught really how to balance your checkbook. And then how do you even do that now? Because we don't even have checkbooks. Right. Uh, You know, so (laughs) trust me, it is so easy to like pull out a card and slide it. And then just go, oh, I'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. You know, we, how we relate to ourselves, it's so funny. Um, let me know if you relate to this. But whether you want to work out, whether you want to diet, whether you want to budget, whether you want to save or buy a house, like you're like, oh, you know what? I'll do it tomorrow. It's the someday mentality. The someday mentality. Yes. But here's the thing with that is like you look at your future self who is just like this total amazing person, rock star. But if you're not taking the actions right this second, right now, your rock star is never going to develop. Oh. Just mm. where you are. Oh my gosh. That is so good. Such a good analogy and example. Because yeah, it really is those every day, it might seem really small, but it's those consistent actions. Just, it's like, it's kind of like the compound interest, you know, like it just builds and builds and builds upon each other until one day you're, you wake up and you're like, who's that? You look in the mirror and you're like, heck yes, I'm that rock star. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, okay, I am going to work out and you just like fully work out and you're so sore and it's horrible. And you're like, you think you're going to work out tomorrow? (laughs) No. 
You know, it's same with finances. Start small. Like those little changes become habits and they start to build up. So what I recommend most about budgeting after finding your why, the thing that you're just like, oh my gosh, if I had this, I would be so thrilled. Like I would feel like an adult, like I have my stuff together. Um, share that with people. I like now for those of you who may not know me, I um, quit my job in corporate a year ago in October and um, started my business as a financial coach with Trisha Marseille Money Talk. And that was the scariest thing I've ever done. It was absolutely terrifying. I mean, like, who was I without this corporation that I'd been with for over 13 years? And, you know, yeah, I mean, my friends would come to me for financial advice. I've helped thousands of people, but that was the bank. That wasn't me. And it took years of self-development, um, seminars, therapy, life coach. I had a performance coach. It took so much to get me to see who I truly, truly was, and then to use the skills that I learned throughout banking to financially make that happen. Like I had a why, I had a dream because I've, I'm a big traveler. I have always wanted to live outside of the country, always. But I had all these reasons why <laughs> I couldn't do it. I am 38 for gosh sakes, like that's too old. Like, I mean, you, that's fine when you're in your 20s, right? No. <laughs> I, I had everything in the book and then there was, oh, but you know, I can't do that because I have a dog and two cats. Guess what? They're in Mexico with me. Yep. You're not going to oh. let that stop you. <laughs> nice try. No. no. And it's just like having the, like, this is what I really want to do. Um, so my sharing with people, I said, this is what I'm out to create. I am going to save an additional $20,000 and pay off my $4,000 credit card in a year. And I have no idea how I'm going to do that, except for to follow the steps that I've learned. And as I told my friends, they're like, what? And I had all these questions, like, you're going to move out of the country? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about this? And, and then I'm like, good point. Let me research that. Let me figure that out. And like, I stumbled along the way um, as I built confidence in myself to do it. And um, I even did a post on Facebook saying, okay, things are going to change and this is what it's going to look like. I was that person that would be like, oh, we go out to lunch with friends and I'd say, oh, I got the bill. Don't worry about it. And I'd say, hey, I'm not going to do that anymore. If you want to hang out, I'd be more than happy to hang out with you. But I have this big goal and I need to save everything to do it. So if you want to come over, I will make a pot of, pot of coffee. Um, I can, I'll make lunch. Let's go for a walk you know, let's, you know, do all these things, let's go for a drive. And instead of like the, let's meet for dinner, let's meet for lunch, let's go here, let's, you know, and the things that would spend money. And what ended up happening is I got so much support, mm. and so much love. And like, people would be like, let's go out to lunch. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, don't, before you say it, I'm paying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And at the, a month before I left, um, I, did all of my goals. I actually saved 25000 I paid off my debt. I rented out my house. Um, and I moved me and the pets to Mexico. You're doing it, Trisha. It's yes. amazing. That's what happens when you 
declare something and put it out there in the world. And I love that you're sharing that because it shows people what's possible. Absolutely. I mean, if you really want something bad enough, like it's yours, Hmm. but it's not just going to come to you. Just, it's going to take the work and it, and it's just, it's not even like, it's more mental than anything. Getting past those barriers that you place for yourself. And that's honestly what I also help my clients do. And like what Marissa does. Yeah, we're, we're, we're so I feel like ways. we're on the same mission. We're using our unique gifts, you know, like really, we're all on the same mission in the end is to help free people and, yep. you know, and to know, help them know that they're not alone. And I do that in my own specific way, you know, with coaching women, guiding them from in their head to their heart. And then you do that with financial coaching. And it's beautiful because, I mean, yeah, we're, we're all supporting each other in the end. It goes back to what you were saying earlier about community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to rely on each other. Yeah, totally. You just yeah. have to ask sometimes. Yeah, well, and I just want to point out too, something that I noticed when once you had put out there that, oh, I'm going to do this and go to Mexico. I think a huge thing, and maybe it didn't seem that hard for you because maybe it was already natural, but I noticed, wow, like you opened yourself up to receive support. And that in itself is a journey, right? I think for me personally, I found, and and I found that a bunch of my friends who are female as well, we struggle kind of with that, like first of all, asking for help, but then also with, yeah, opening ourselves to receive support, whether it be financial or even just from friends support in whatever way that looks like but yeah for one it doesn't come easy if it does come easy to somebody like I I would like to meet you because (laughs) um I and my way of being is very independent like I grew up like no one's gonna take care of you Trisha you're on your own and that mentality stuck with me so asking somebody for something admitting like I like and I have this fear of saying I don't have money I don't like not affording something. And that is like something I'm still working on. Um, and, you know, to say like, no, I can't do that. I have all these things of like, oh my gosh, they're going to think I'm broke. They're going to think this, they're going to think that. And guess what? They don't No, They just go, oh, she has a bigger goal. Yeah. She's yeah. moving to Mexico. That's and even what's, if, what's happening. Even if they do think that, sh- who cares? Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Like most of the stuff we think is just completely in our heads. Yep. yep. You know, if we shared it, like, you know, you know, I, I thought this about you, and they're like, no, <laughs> no. Like, where would you even get that? Right. Oh, I made it up in my head. Like everything else, all those other negative, yeah. crazy thoughts and stories. <laughs> we do that to ourselves. We're so mean to ourselves. Oh, how crazy. can you be human? Oh my gosh. That's why we can't do it alone. That's why we have each other and these heart-to-heart yeah. conversations. And uh, it's just all about supporting each other. And gosh, yes. we've covered so much here. And I feel like there's so much more. So maybe we'll have to do a part two at some point. But I would love to do that. But yes, there is so much um, with my clients. It's just like we have like some clients I can, okay, we just need one session and we'll get you on trial. And then some, it's just like, we need the whole package and there's nothing wrong with either. And there's just so much to cover. And then like, as you go, questions come up. So it's definitely okay to always ask. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for adding that. And, and too I also obviously I had my questions that came up as we were talking but is there anything that you like definitely want to share um at the end here for folks that are listening 
Um, I just want you to really face your finances, to really get out there and look at the scary stuff, the stuff that you've been avoiding, the stuff that is just like, oh, I am going to be paying this forever and just face it and come up with a plan, write it down, calculate the numbers. Like, I mean, if you're not great at math, that's okay. We have great calculators now where you don't even have to be great at math. <laughs> You know, like if you want to know a percentage of something, you can literally Google the percentage of, and it will come <laughs> yeah. up with the answer. Like, we're not asking you to be a math genius, but look at what you're dealing with. And then you can come up with a plan because only once you do that, can you be completely free from it. And that freedom is going to feel so much better than that avoidance. And I can guarantee that. Mm, beautiful I love it thank you thank you thank you Trisha for sharing thank your you heart for having me mm. I really enjoyed being here and speaking with you today yes okay I'm so glad you said that because I'm like wait where can people find you because people we know are gonna want more of you so yeah tell us okay so you can find me at trishamarseymoneytalk.com and my name is spelled really funny. So it's T-R-I-C-I-A-M-A-R-C-A-I moneytalk.com. Perfect. And yeah, that'll be in the show notes and everything so that you guys can just click on the link and find her. And um, yeah, thank you again. I just, this is so important to get this message out to the world. So thank you for being here and sharing your heart. Yes. And if anybody has any additional questions, like seriously, reach out to me. I am here for you. I want the world to be financially free and know that you can have everything you want in life, no matter Boom. where you're starting from. No matter where you're starting from. Love it. Drop the yeah. mic. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Heart to Heart Conversations, the podcast. If there's someone in your life that would really benefit from listening to this episode, it would mean the world to me if you took 30 seconds to share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, text it to them, do whatever you have to do to spread this message of hope with the ones you love most. Until next time, keep following your heart.